Hello, world. Welcome to Illusions Destroyed, Episode 9. We were mistaken last time, thinking that Sunday's episode was Episode 9, and we were pretty excited about this being our double-digit episode, but we were mistaken. So I guess we will have to celebrate that on Thursday. That's my bad. I guess everybody is going to stop watching us now because we were wrong. No one's going to listen to us, download us, any of that. No one's going to donate. Chris, we see you now. Thank goodness. Okay. Okay, see. So because now I can get your reaction. Turn it back on. So. That's right. that's Speaking how you fix things. Download. What is going on with their ability to download us now? Oh yes, you can now find us on. Well, I've started uploading all of our podcasts on this website called Anchor, that pushes podcasts to such places as the Apple Podcast um, app as well as Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. You can now find us there. So I've, it's said that it takes about 48 hours for the Apple podcast channel to be made. So that should be any time this evening or crack of dawn tomorrow. But after that, we will be in your ears if you choose us, if you choose for us to be in your ears. We want to get it all up inside your brain. Yeah, my buddy Brandon told me about that. He was like, hey, you guys really need to push it on to this app called Anchor and you know, get your get your stuff out there because you know, we need we need more listeners. We need to impact the world and save the world from itself. Yeah. So everyone have a good last two days. <laughs> yeah. We um Went shopping all day today for school. Yeah, good time. Yeah, you got to get your kids, you know, all dressed for homeschool, right? Well, I mean, we, you know, they, we do do seasonal shopping and, right. you know, the new socks, the new underwear, you know, all that jazz. But we, you know, we get a few more art supplies and the, the older girls need their notebooks and stuff for because they go to public school still. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Get that that part handled, but yeah, we just had a nice little family day out. And Chris, hanging out. How was? How was? Me, I'm just I'm trying to get ready for my trip to New York that I leave really early, as early as I can tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Because next episode you're gonna have to record from New York City. Yeah, I'll be in a in a motel room or something. (laughs) You gonna go to a Mets game while you're there? Are they in town while you're home? Um, I don't know. I didn't even look because I'm, I'm just not going to have the time. I have so many people to see and, you know, like people, it's not like I could just skip them and like everything will be all right. They'll be pissed, you know? So, yeah. um, so yeah, I'm trying to squeeze everybody into like four days. Um, I got a wedding Friday. My best friend Mary's getting married. So woo. Awesome. Um, Is she the... Is she the one that's dating the guy who was all up in our comments a couple weeks ago? No, no, that's Jen. I'm gonna see okay. her tomorrow. Um, and uh, she actually said that he that she thinks it's not confirmed, but she thinks that he would be willing to come on and discuss his uh, adverse opinions. All right, we need people to come on and discuss. I've had some friends too that have said that. 
hey, I want to, you know, not necessarily debate, but like have a conversation. We're not trying to convert people. We just genuinely want to hear their perspective and see if it's rooted in reality. So, and and so he wasn't trolling with the comments. Yeah. He said that, uh, he said, I'm not trolling. It's good for them to have some adversity. Yeah. I don't think that the people that do interact with us like are actually trolls. I think that they're, they genuinely feel what they're saying. Like they believe what they're saying. They're not just, you know, buddy Aaron who said that, um, you know, was talking about racism and how white people can't be, or you can't be racist towards white people. I don't, I think he genuinely believes that. I don't think he was just saying it to ruffle our feathers or whatever. He even yikes me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. He's not going to, Oh, yikes, you know, and then insert some sort of insult if he didn't genuinely feel a certain way. But for the record, I'd like to say that I actually, I respect that um, people who might have a differing opinion than us. Yeah. uh, Like say something, you know, because I would like to have conversations with people whose opinions I disagree with. I think that would be, you know, that's really healthy and that's really lacking in today's society, like really lacking. People just run from each other immediately like oh you think differently than me i i can't even look at you so you always be trying to confront even if you can't find somebody who disagrees with you try to confront it within yourself i mean any college uh, you know you go and and take part in a debate course or whatever part of that or public speaking part of that is arguing something that you disagree with Mm -hmm. and arguing for it you know because it increases your Sometimes it'll change your opinion, but then if it doesn't, though, it, it kind of gives you a better idea of how to argue against something, you know? Sure. Oh, absolutely. You be trying to prove your positions wrong. I don't think there's intellectual well, honesty if you don't. Well, yeah. I also think that, that uh, I'm sorry, Gary. Oh, yeah. I, I also think that um, without discourse, you really can't, you know, solve anything. Right. Right. You're just. It's sort of like a checks and balances type of situation. Yeah, you're just bitching at nothing if you're, you know, not willing to hear out the other side and Mm -hmm. actually come to some sort of not an agreement, but just be able to come to the debate or come to the argument or come to the conversation with facts that back up your position. Yeah. Screaming into an echo chamber is not going to get you anywhere. Right. Or at least some sort of conviction. You know, don't. Don't just be saying things because other people think that what you're saying is right. Like, why do you think what you're saying is right? Right. Which brings me. Yes. Yes, I do. I took. I've taken that on. So I want to read you guys this story, but and it's all over a bunch of different outlets. Um, but this is. I went and just took it off of Newsweek. Uh, basically, this teacher in Ohio. Okay, I'll just read it to you. A school district in Ohio is investigating a class assignment where students were asked to choose who they would save based on sexual orientation, religion, age, and other descriptions if the world came to an end. Uh, So basically the assignment says, the instructions are, the 12 persons listed, listed below have been selected as passengers on a spaceship for a flight to another planet 
because tomorrow Earth is doomed for destruction. Sounds kind of grim. Due to changes in space limitations, it has now been determined that only eight people may go. Any eight qualify. Your task is to select the eight passengers who would make this trip. On your own, take approximately five minutes and rank the order of the passengers from one to 12 based on who you feel are the most deserving to make the trip with one being the most deserving and 12 being the least deserving. Okay, so that's their assignment. Now let me read you who these 12 uh, people are. Let me read the description, all right? From top to bottom. An accountant with a substance abuse problem. That's number one. A mil- Do we know if they're male or female? We, it, it, say, it says that. So, and this guy's a male because the next one is a 33-year-old, no, no, no. Yeah, an accountant with a substance abuse problem. The accountant's pregnant wife. A militant African-American medical student. A 33-year-old female Native American who does not speak English. A famous novelist with a physical disability. I'm trying to write this down, but it's going really fast. Sorry, I'll slow it down. A 21-year-old female Muslim international student. A Hispanic clergyman who is against homosexuality. A female movie star who was recently the victim of a sexual assault. A racist armed police officer who has been accused of using excessive force. A homosexual male professional athlete. An Asian orphaned 12-year-old boy. And a 60-year-old Jewish university administrator. Okay, all women for obvious procreative reasons. That's, I know, I was like trying to attack this logically. I mean, first of all, parents were outraged by this saying like, hey, why are you sending this home with sixth graders? You know, why is this an assignment for sixth graders to, you know, determine like. Sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah, these are 12 year olds. Okay, that's a little bit for sixth grade. Like to. We could maybe get it in like an honors logic program in 12th grade yeah like probably get it to fly but sixth grade you know just for the just for the 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 mental exercise of it but sixth grade is too young that's too young yeah so that was greater loves harry potter i mean (laughs) well she's not a sixth grader anymore she'll be seventh grade like she loves ginger things and harry potter this is not something she's thinking about that's what i mean so the yeah, the teacher sends or gives the assignment to the class, you know, to do because it's the first week of school. You know, you're doing all your getting to know you games and all the, uh, you know, teachers learning about the students, students learning about the teacher. Obviously, the kids are learning that their teacher is some sort of social justice warrior. And so that was the assignment. Parents were outraged by it, but I'm kind of interested in hearing like what your thoughts are on it because Tasha, you said that. You know, when we were when I briefly brought it up before the show that like that'd be an interesting. Do you have all twelve, Tasha? Yeah, I th- I'm have... missing one of them. I think I'm missing one. I have eight. I've got. Two I... the, I've got through the African American medical student. Yes. And I'm assuming is that a that's a male? Uh, well, it says militant, 
So I would assume that the person put that there to, you know, assume it was a male because, you know, toxic masculinity, militant, it all, it's all one and the same. Okay, what came after that one? A female something? A 33-year-old female Native American who speaks no English. So she speaks some sort of Navajo language, I guess. And or after that, I had 21 female Muslim. Or is there yes. one in between those two? Uh, there was a famous novelist with a physical disability. Obviously, he can't go because he's going to slow you down on the new planet. Right. He can't go. The, um, and anyone can write a book. Homosexual male athlete. Like, what's he going to do? Whatever. He, can, he doesn't need to go. He's right. not going to procreate. Like, I'm thinking these are the only people that we are able to save from the planet. You can't, you're not going to procreate with any of the women. You don't get to go. And that's what, yeah, that's what I thought as well. I mean, it's like, and it doesn't even tell you what sport he plays. You know, he could be a jockey. So it's not like he's going to be able to lift a whole lot. I just right. have one question. Do they, just do one? They say what well, no, but I have one right now. Do they say what happens to the four who don't go? Well, they get left on earth and are destroyed. I want to know how the teacher came up with this 12. I want to know how the teacher came up with this 12. Like, how, this is who, whoever's in charge of this spaceship decides to go. They've narrowed it down to this 12. Well, that's why the Earth's being destroyed, because you've come up with the list of this 12. The novelist with a disability, like, he's automatically out. Okay. The gay male athlete is out. So that brings us down to six males and four females. One of those females is already pregnant, so she's not going to be in, you know, you got to give her at least nine to ten months if we're talking oh, just like. Oh, I forgot. I forgot one. I forgot one. It was, uh, oh, wait, no, I didn't. The accountant with a substance abuse problem. That was, right, and that's I said his that. Wife. Yes, so he's she's already pregnant. pregnant, but if he has substance abuse issues, is the kid going to come out fine? Right. You know, if he's a drug addict. The med student needs to stay because he probably already has enough understanding that he can be helpful for health care. Right. The female Native American with no English. I don't know how that's possible, but she needs to come because she's female. Like, all of the women are an automatic in, in my opinion, because they all can carry babies. And see, this is where... Radical feminists are going to say, see, women are only <laughs> good for their uteruses. Well, in this case, yes, they are. Yes, when you're, about it. when you're repopulating, you know, the species, yeah, you kind of need the incubator to come with you. The movie star who has sexual assault problems. Who's like, been sexually assaulted. Who's been sexually assaulted. Okay. So she comes, obviously, and then the clergyman, did they say what kind? Is it? Is he Catholic or? Um, it says, let's see here. Which one is he? Hispanic clergy. Oh yeah, a Hispanic, a Hispanic clergyman who's against homosexuality. Which you know, if we're not bringing the gay guy with us, then that's not really an issue. It doesn't matter. What was with the Jewish guy? He's um, he's old. He's sixty. Okay, we don't need him. Get rid of him. And then, and then, honestly, I say the racist cop. But, yeah, plus if it's a lot e it's a lot easier at that point if the uh you know if the Muslim woman's coming, you probably don't want to bring the old Jewish guy. Right. <laughs> do we do we know that the that the cop is racist? Did it say that? Yes. It says he is a racist. Okay. Okay. 
who has been accused of, of using excessive force. So, but that's just an accusation, you know? Right. So it's not we like... Need, we do need somebody to keep law and order. Yeah, this has just been poorly written. It's not that he well, did it. eight people. I mean, I'm sure that eight people can conduct themselves. For the last eight people from the planet, they have to conduct themselves. And this is where anarchy gets to be talked about. Does the Asian 12-year-old boy go? Yes. Yep, he goes because he's young still. That's true. He, he, could, he could knock up the uh, 21-year-old female Muslim international student. Well, and if the wife, if that pregnant woman ends up having a daughter, there's another female who, Liliana, you need to leave, please. I have my show. Suddenly, the uh, 12-year-old Asian orphan boy is hitting the jackpot as far as what his role is right. in humanity. Well, I mean, you got to assume he's the most innocent, you know, so. That's true. Although orphaned, he probably is going to have some sort of emotional disorder. But, but it's okay because there's, there's only 12 people. It's not. Yeah, and there's not a whole lot of backstory on these guys. It's like, what level of education are they? I mean. Right, we just have to go with the given. And see, uh, that's, what, that's why I'm so glad we're talking about this because we would all, or at least the teacher assumes that this is some sort of thing about promoting diversity and teaching kids that, oh, it doesn't matter. What kid, you know, what each person is, you know, everyone has value. Everyone, you know, matters and, you know. No, sorry. At the end of the world, if you can't procreate. Yeah, you're not, matter. you're not coming on the ship. Right. You don't get to fly in space, jackass. And your occupation and expertise, like, helps too. You know, you need diversity in that. Yes. More right. so than diversity in race or something like that, religion. Right. So I thought... Yeah, and so the you know, city councilman wrote a tweet and posted the assignment on Twitter, and he said, I spoke with the teacher, and I certainly can appreciate the fact that he wants to promote diversity. That's a guy teacher. Great. It was a sincere conversation, and I encourage the continued discussions on this topic. He will be removing this particular assignment from future lessons. In retrospect, I believe things should be tweaked towards young. I should. I believe things should be tweaked towards youngsters. Inappropriate project for young kids. In my view, it clearly uses conjecture, which is suggest, which is suggesting this fictitious behavior is somehow an accepted pattern. Additionally, it's implanting prejudicial thoughts in these young impressionable minds. Yeah. So it's like already establishing. Hey, you know, which of these people deserve to die and which deserve to live right, right. and so. that, I, I just feel like that's really it's really deep for sixth graders to decide which four of 12 random people gets you know don't get to live <laughs> and it's but i don't know it's weird that that's how it's listed by you know specifically sexual orientation religion and race as though those things are the only identifiable factors of a person. Like that's what people build their identity around is, Oh, and you know what, when it's the end of the world, none of these religions are going to matter anyway. Yeah. Cause it's the end of the world. Right. It's the end of the world. Religions are going to matter. You're the last 12 people who cares what your religion is. Obviously your religion was not real. 
sexual orientation no. kind of matters because it's like, oh, if you're not going to procreate, then yeah, you're not coming on the spaceship because humanity's dying. So, right. you know, we kind of need to get the species back going. Right. I would bet. Race doesn't really matter. I would bet that, that most of the students, oh, they didn't have to do the assignment? or No, they did. They did it in class, and then a lot of them brought it home I, I or told their parents about it. Oh, maybe not. He's black. I was going to say the militant medical student wouldn't have made the cut, but he's black, so maybe he would. No, he's a medical student. Oh, I know, but I'm thinking that sixth graders are probably going to... Uh, want the 60-year-old Jewish guy to go, which we said no to, or at least I did. I don't know if you guys No, I that. Yeah, I said no. He, I mean, he, the cop, the athlete, and the novelist, like, yeah. what are they? They're not good for anything. Yeah, those are the four I discluded too. Garrett? No, those are the same ones that I got rid of as well, just because... Yeah, we're all, we're all logical thinkers here. We're thinking in terms of, okay, what's going to prolong the species as opposed to, oh, what, what makes you feel good? What, which answer lets you virtue signal to everybody? Right. right. Which, that was the whole purpose of the assignment. All right, yeah. shifting gears a bit, though. Okay, this is a pretty sad story. I don't know if you guys heard this, but a nine-year-old boy killed himself. Um, after coming out to his class and telling them that he was gay and they bullied him. I didn't hear this one yet. So, okay. Uh, let me find the, let me find the most left-leaning outlet for it because, you know, that's going to be the, the one that details every little aspect of you know, blaming this on people. So, okay. A Denver mom is grieving the loss of her nine-year-old son who killed himself on Thursday. So this is last week uh, after he was reportedly bullied at school. He told his mother that he was gay this summer. Um, he looked so scared when he told me. He was like, mom, I'm gay, his mother uh, Pierce said. And I thought, he was playing, so I looked back because I was driving, and he was all curled up and scared. And I said, I still love you. So uh, the story goes on to say, her supportive reaction apparently made Jamel feel comfortable enough to tell his classmates when the school year started. Uh, he went to school and said he was going to tell people he's gay because he's proud of himself, Pierce said. Jamel's positive feeling changed after some other kids at Joe Shoemaker Elementary school allegedly told him to kill himself four days is all it took I just imagine what they said to him my son told my oldest daughter the kids at school told him to kill himself I'm just sad he didn't come to me and then it goes on and on and um, he said mom I want to be a famous YouTube star so I could buy you a new house Pierce told the Denver Post he was the kindest soul uh, we should have accountability for bullying. I think the parents should be held responsible because obviously the parents are teaching them to be like that or they're treating them like that. So, yeah, just a, a bullying issue. Thoughts. Obviously terrible. That's horrible. 
absolutely I mean, horrible. It's really sad. Um, I'm mortified that a nine-year-old did that. Yeah, had the uh, balls, I guess, to go through with something so sad. And But here's the thing. Obviously, the media is going to say that the bullying is the issue. And it's not not an issue. Right. Right. Um, but this kid's nine. He didn't go through puberty yet. He has no idea what sexuality is. He might be right, but he's not going to know for at least like four years. So I think this is completely futile. And I've seen a lot of people say that, oh, you know, you've had a crush when you were eight years old. You know, you, you had crushes on kids when, you know, you were a little kid. I guess that's true. I have but... a nine-year-old boy, and there is no way he's thinking about whether or not he likes boys and girls right now. Like, all he talks about is Pokemon. Like, I'm not even kidding. I still talk about Pokemon. <laughs> he talks about Pokemon. He wakes me up this morning. He's like, Mom, would you let me, if Pokemon were real life, would you let me have this thing and fly across and go get this other thing? And I'm just like, I don't even know any of the words you just said. You know? I had that same conversation, though, with my mother at one point. And, and yeah, I mean, he's talking about Pokemon. Or he's talking about going outside to go with play with our other nine-year-old neighbor. You know, go play star wars or whatever they're they're not i i have to wonder where this idea and i understand that kids can kids can know that they're gay or not but at nine, nine like where's this coming from and then if if he was he had the courage enough to come to his mom and say mom i'm gay why didn't he have the courage and i'm not blaming him at all but wh where was why, why wasn't he able to come to her and say, Mom, they're making fun of me at school because I'm gay, but I'm proud of who I am. So I'm just wondering where, like, there, there seems like there's a disconnect of information being shared. Oh, here. definitely. That's why I wanted to read that particular piece, though, because it, it reads like there's just so many details being left out. Right. That's exactly what I'm hearing is, like, we're not getting the full story here. Like, and... I think to make the, it's obviously horrible that this happened and this little boy is no I longer living. That, but I do we're think at that. The story. Yeah, we're not demonizing anyone. We're having this conversation to almost like, you know, not tell parents how to parent, but like, hey, if your kid does this, you don't just turn around in the car and say, oh, I love you, and then, you know, move on no, with life. You. There should sort of be like a question and answer session. I right, mean, right. an open minded right. one, but still something <laughs> my husband and i have had this conversation where we've 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 played that mental game of okay what if our kids came to us and said that they were gay or you know we've had the um the the wish from trans activists that oh i i really hope one of her kids turns out trans that'll teach her you yeah know, like it's a death wish or something yeah like it's a bad thing the thing that we would say to them in, you know, if they were to come with us to us with some gender confusion or the idea that they're homosexual, we'd be like, why do you feel that way? It wouldn't be, oh, I still love you because they know that we love them, you know, and that would be part of the reason why we'd be having the conversation is because we love our children. 
so why do you feel this way? What, what's going on that makes you think this about yourself? You know? Yeah. It wouldn't be a, I still love you. Gonna keep driving to Target. Right. <laughs> oh, it's like, it's not what you do. There's a lot of conversations that need to be had. There's a, a conversation about, oh, you know, other kids might not take this too kindly. You know, you have to have the reality of, there are mean people out there. Yeah, you can say and wish all you want that, oh, parents should raise their kids to be kind. Parents should do this and that. It's like, yeah, but the reality is a lot of them don't. So right. as a parent, I'm not a parent, but I'm just saying like, isn't it your job to equip your child to be able to handle the world? Right. Like, and where, what was the context in which this child shared this with his classmates? And where was the teacher... Like, what, what was that whole scenario like? You know, what was the opportunity that these other children were given to be able to bully this boy in the course of four days' time? You know, I don't understand where... Well, you know, you know how kids are, though. Uh, what, is, what is nine years old? Like, fourth grade? Like, fifth grade? Maybe? No, it's fourth third. Grade. Is it third grade? Third and fourth grade, typically. Yeah. I mean... Oh, I, guess it'd be, I guess it'd be fourth grade, because... He was just starting the school year, so he was, yeah. you know, nine turned ten in fourth grade. The, the, those grades, the kids, and I mean, it's just natural. I'm not demonizing anyone. I'm not, you know, but those kids are looking for a reason to pick on somebody. You know what I'm saying? They're sort of, they're sort of naturally looking to create their own hierarchy, so to speak. Like, who's the cool kids? Who, who are the lame kids? Like, who am I going to pick on to become more popular type situations? You know, this kid just gave them an unfortunate reason to pick on him. And it doesn't matter how open-minded you try to teach your children to be. At that age, especially public school goers, they're just, they may actually agree with their parents, but they're just yesing their parents and going to school and doing the school thing. You know what I mean? Right. Fitting in with the crowd. Um, right. But I think it's very telling that he said he wanted to become a famous YouTuber. I was about to bring that up as well. Because I, when I, look, I didn't have a concept of my sexuality until I was like 12 or 13. If I'm being like completely honest, I really didn't. Same here. Same here. I, I, had had I just like boobs. I, <laughs> I had had crushes on girls. But Who I doesn't? Know, like, I like boobs. Everyone does. Everyone does. It's true. You have to, because um, it's the instinct. It's an instinct. Cool. But um, I had a crush on girls, but I didn't know what that meant. You know what I mean? Like, and mm -hmm. I have, I have gay friends who were that age having crushes on girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, you know, those. It's not. It's not real. It's just kind of like, oh, this is what television says I'm supposed to do, and you're kind of cute, or you made me laugh that one time, or whatever. You know the same sitcom theme song i know i'm, I'm dating myself because sitcoms don't have theme songs anymore but um but i think that he obviously got this notion from youtube he probably followed and admired some youtuber who was either gay or very welcoming of gay people and probably pushed a certain narrative well, that's the only way you can stay on the platform or did he did he by chance happen to um cross you know these these little boy drag queens Right. You know, like that's such a, such a cultural, like this whole concept of children being 
enmeshed in LGBTQIWF culture. Um, being enmeshed in this culture before they even have any kind of concept of sexuality is a cultural contagion. And I can't understand why we're doing this to children. And I think that if, we, if we're gonna blame anything, it's that. Contagion's honestly. a really good word. I like that word. Between that and just like, you know, the mom wants to blame the bullies, but at the same time, if you're not giving your kid, you know, the coping skills and the ability to, uh, you know, deal with this criticism and deal with, you know, his bullies and um, not making yourself someone that your kid can talk to about it. Like if your kid's having, you know, oh, these kids in class told me to kill myself. Oh, I'm going to tell my older sister who the older sister didn't tell his mom or tell her mom until right. after the fact. And the fact that this kid was like, she said he was huddled and scared in the back seat of the car. To tell her. I mean, like, I think that first of all, that he's scared to say anything like that to his mom. And why is he not buckled in a seatbelt if he's huddled <laughs> in the back seat? And... Like, I, I just, I really feel like there's so much that we're disconnected from in this story that it's hard to say anything other than this is a real tragedy and, and look at how we're sexualizing children. Well, it's specifically written in a way to, you know, blame the bullies and the yeah, right. kids yeah. for, you know, say, which telling someone to kill themselves is messed up. That's right. like, I got to find more on this because it's awful and i want to know what we're not being told by the liberal side and i knew i knew it would pique your interest because yeah. you know being a mother having children and also just this the whole lgbt community right. you know pushing it's like, a it, it's probably not really important but i i just have a suspicion that the kid being huddled scared to tell his mom is is perceived history do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't know that I buy that. That I'm not saying she's lying, but I don't know that I'm buying that the kid was huddled, like frightened to death to tell his mother that he was homosexual. Like you know, that doesn't seem. Unless she was like openly very bigoted against gay people. And she right. right. And she said that he was so you know excited to go to school and tell people because he he was so proud to be gay. Like that goes into the whole you know back to the youtube thing of oh you know it's being made cool like it's being made right. you know we've talked about this before like if you can't play sports if you can't you know do anything artsy if you can't do theater you know if you can't excel at something you know extracurricular wise it's like oh i'm just gonna be gay like or oh i'm just gonna be trans and like that's my identity now because right. that gets that gets you claps that gets you you know yes girls you know, that, that kind of Every, thing. Everybody, everybody at that age just wants to feel a part of a group. And, and if you aren't naturally falling into one, then you're just going to reach out for whatever is there. And if he watched YouTube and there was some, you know, gay person that he followed and admired, then that, that was what he latched on to. You know, he wanted to feel a part of that group because and, he admired this person. And if he thought it was cool, then he assumed, Oh, you know, probably everyone else probably thinks this is cool. Right. If my nine-year-old was 
that he was gay, you know, like I said, we would have the conversation, okay, why do you feel that way? And we would get to the root of it. Um, we can really have conversations with our kids and they sometimes they don't appreciate that. But, you know, we always get to the root of the problem or the issue. And <clears throat> so that would happen. And then it would be, okay, this is unreasonable for you to go to school and trumpet that you're gay because A, you're prepubescent. B, mm -hmm. you're not having sex with anybody. So why are you trying to tell everybody that you're homosexual? Mm -hmm. Because that's a banner saying, I am sexually available for this kind of sex. Right. You know, and you're nine. Right. So that's not going to happen. Let me, like, I just want people to be who they instinctually want to be. And if that's gay, then be gay. I actually, mm -hmm. I, I have a friend, extremely liberal, um, great musician, but that's not important. Um, it is important. That's more important than him being gay. <laughs> she. She. Um, and, and she's with a girl, and she's been with the same girl for three or four years, and they were having a rocky period earlier this year um, that she confided in me about. Um, because she realized she was bi. And she was literally afraid to tell her girlfriend or her friends or even her parents. Like, because she was just so identified as a lesbian and that's what she was, that now that she realized she has sexual feelings towards men as well, she, it was like reversed bigotry. Well, you know, that doesn't exist, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like she was deathly afraid to like come out to her, everyone she knew, her loved ones and be like, by the way, I guess I kind of like guys too. Whoops. Yeah, she didn't want to hate herself. And, right. and she almost, she almost broke up with her girlfriend. Um, like sort of, I don't know how to explain it. So she almost broke up with her girlfriend so that it wouldn't be a big deal when she told her. She was almost like, you know what? I need to break up with her. This way, like, when the truth comes out that I like guys too, it's not the end of the world for her. Like, types, and I'm like, holy crap. Like, this really works this way also. Like, you can get so stuck in an identity that when you realize that identity might not be 100% true anymore, you get, afraid, you get afraid to tell the truth, basically. And right. it, even work, it even works the opposite way than you would think it does. And that's what I don't like about the whole sort of trans movement and the whole like shoving sexuality down children's throats because they can grasp onto an identity and then find right. out years later that their instincts don't agree with the identity they've taken on. Right, and puberty hits and they get that rush of hormones right. that goes, boys, they go straight to their testicles and they're like, whoa, damn. Exactly. I, maybe I like girls too, or right. just girls, or... And if a nine-year-old you know? decided he was gay, and then at 13 realized, no, wait, I do like boobs, what the hell is he going to do now? Because he's, he's the gay kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, he's stuck in that identity, and it's going to be equally traumatic for him to tell the truth as it would if it was the other way around. Yeah, that's part of the problem that we have, um, that those of us who speak out against transing children have. Because you're putting your... your putting kids on puberty blockers so that they don't go through natural puberty and they don't have that flood of hormones in their body that helps their brain grow and helps their body develop. So they don't actually know what's going on with their, their bodies or if their brain, if there's something wrong in their brain or whatever. 
So putting kids on these blockers and then preventing them from going through natural puberty and putting synthetic hormones into their body that their body actually fights against and sterilizes them. Like you're totally rewriting the script of the way your child's life is biologically supposed to go. And it's, I think it's, I, I think I agree that it's the same with regard to, oh yeah, my nine-year-old is gay. My prepubescent child is gay. No, your prepubescent child isn't gay. Let your kid go through puberty and then let's see what the cards have in store, right. you know? And that's why I think all this like, what are they, they babies? Is that what it's called? Babies. Babies, babies yeah. That's why I don't like that crap at all because you're only giving your kids half the story of life. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I, I'm like, you know, they're going to go, they're going to go to school and they're going to be called he and she, and they're going to be like, what are those words? Well, on top of that, no, they call the, they call children scholars now or learners. That's what they call them in our school district. Well, scholars. as opposed to students or as opposed to boys and girls. Seriously. You're also just wasting time. Like the time spent on figuring out what you identify as could be used in learning math to get us to space for when the earth's destroyed right. so we can right. all get on the spaceship big enough instead of having to pick eight people. Right. You know what I mean? I but it's like, you know, we were, we were focused on going to the moon in the sixties and seventies. You know, the Jetsons said we'd have flying cars, but you know what? No, now we're, we're preoccupied with, Oh, I have a penis. Does that mean I'm a boy? Right, and then being told no. Right. Well, you know, you were assigned male. It's like, uh, yeah, God, nature. Nature assigned you male. It has nothing to do with, right. you know, it's society. Not, it's not oppressive. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have two genders in our race or, you know, type, whatever, what we are. People, humans. They're boys and they're girls because that's the way we keep the race going. It's not oppressive. Oh, I have a penis. I must be a boy. That's oppressive thinking. Get the hell out of here. It's just nature. It's just, we're making mountains out of molehills. And I think we're doing the opposite. I say we, but I just mean as a society. I think we're doing the opposite of what we're intending to stop. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Speaking of I, going along with nature, I'm just going to shift gears here for a bit. Uh, so there was an article of a woman who was getting fat shamed. Um, and so she's being praised because she takes the haters comments and writes them on her body and then takes pictures of her, of her obese self, uh, you know, in bathing suits and things of that nature to, you know, show that how, how proud she is and how, you know, just because you say that I'm, you know, a fat person doesn't mean, you know, it hurts me and that sort of thing, which what? then I started to get into a rap, which first of all, you don't want to like, stop praising fat people. Like stop, you know, like that's a thing right now in a society is like, Oh, don't, don't fat shame. Like I'm not saying to fat shame. I'm saying don't be, you know, praising this woman for being unhealthy. Like, healthcare costs are so expensive because of the obesity rate. 
Sorry. Sorry. Did I, cut you? I didn't mean to cut you. Oh. I was just going to say I do respect the fact that she's brave, that she could feel good about herself even though she's not. Yes. You know, I'm more so. perfect. Yes. I'm more so speaking to the people that praise those people and say, oh, you know, you're fine just the way you are, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, ah, it's not, I mean, heart disease is the number one killer in America. So, like, it's pretty disingenuous for you to say, oh, you know, you're beautiful. You're, you know, don't change a thing. You know, you're completely healthy. Your body type's perfect. It's like, ah. There's this body positivity movement called healthy at every size. And it's uh, H-A-E-F, Hayes is what it's shortened to. And I cannot understand why people get on board with it because if we're healthy at every size, then there's no reason to treat anorexics. Mm -hmm. I mean, all it does is promote eating disorders. Mm -hmm. and, and let's not fool ourselves. People who are morbidly obese have an eating disorder. Yeah, it's called hand to mouth. It's an eating disorder, and sometimes, and, and I don't think a lot of people know this, there are a lot of obese people who have anorexia, but then there's that binge period, and having suffered anorexia myself, like, I know what that is. You'll go days without eating, and then you just binge and binge and binge, and then you feel like garbage, and then you don't eat again for days, you know? Um, and some people are more active, so it just, it's, they, they just lose weight, you know? But then other people, they aren't necessarily and they bulk up um, but there's it's an eating disorder and saying that you'll be healthy at any size is a lie Absolutely. and I don't understand why people just gobble it up and say oh you can't shame people I'm not trying to shame anybody that's I'm the thing to get you I, I respect you as a human being and because you are a human being you are a fellow human being I want you to be healthy and I want you to live. And if you are four or 500 pounds, your heart is enlarged. You can't breathe. You probably have to sleep sitting up. Like you have ulcers and sores. And I mean, come on, you're not healthy. Stop kidding yourself. You are slowly killing yourself. And it's just not okay. And I mean, this woman, like fine, turn it around however you need to turn around, but maybe go to therapy too. Yeah, or the gym. If you want to write these mean things on your body, go to therapy. Go to the gym. A Y membership is not is not inexpensive or is inexpensive. And a lot of the so I wrote an article about it and I published it on actually published it on the the Revenge of the Cis Guys's website. Um, but I did a little bit of research on it and. Uh, According to the Journal of the American Medical Association, over 30% of Americans are considered obese. Not just fat, you know, not just overweight, but obese. And so... It's actually kind of surprised it's that low. It's, well, it, it's over 30%. It's, for men, it's around 35%. And for women, I want to say it's like 32 to 33%. But over a third of our country is obese. And a lot of people say, oh, you know... A lot of these people can't lose weight. They have a, you know, a disease. They have an illness that prevents them from losing weight. I'm like, even if you take half of the people and, you know, say that that's the case, that's 50 million people that have like a disease. Don't you think that there would be some sort of news about a, an epidemic running rampant in this country that's causing 50 million people to be obese? Right. And aside from that, people want to 
bitch about, you know, healthcare costs being so expensive. Well, we're the fattest country or yeah, we're the fattest country in the world. So yep. it would make sense that our healthcare costs are more expensive when you have so many fat asses that you have to treat. Yep. But there's never, there's never a connection there. It's always, Oh, it's pharmaceutical companies. Oh, it's, you know, it's the health insurance agencies. It's if we have a healthier people, then all of our health insurance costs go down. If everyone's a bad driver, then everyone's insurance rates go up. It's not going to happen. Just it's the very same reason why um, there are people who are really uh, steady on that the trans movement movement isn't going to go away because it's building lifelong dependency on pharmaceutical companies and it's building lifelong dependency on medical treatments and all of this. So I mean, why are healthcare professionals going to promote getting therapy? for people who are obese, or people who are experiencing gender dysphoria or gender confusion. They promote it for people who are experiencing anorexia and bulimia because we know that when you don't eat, you die. Right. We also know that when you eat too much, you die. Yes. You know, like... Next to smoking, it's the number one... Heart disease is the number one... Right. Like, just caused by specifically caused by obesity not you know because heart disease can also be caused by smoking in, but in, in this in this country we take in way too many chemicals in our food that's that's a problem that the rest of the world that and sugar yes and the rest of the world doesn't eat the way we do they don't have the same abundance of chemicals and they don't eat the same amount of sugar and and simple carbohydrates that we do. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and a lot of it has to do with, unfortunately, pharmaceutical companies giving kickbacks to insurance companies, giving kickbacks to doctors, and everybody just keeping this, you know, it's it's all such a show. It's a play. If we, Everybody's yeah, if trying we, to line their pockets. If we keep generating income via continuing to promote that you can be healthy at every size, then we have people on drugs and we have people getting lap band surgeries and we have people liposuction, you know, skinny, but we've got them in the surgical wheel now and we've got them in the liposuction and the cosmetic surgery to remove all of the pounds of flesh after they lose weight, you know, and then they're going to be on medication very likely for the rest of their life and be within the psychological world. I know a couple of people who've had surgeries, you know, and they're, they still have therapy years later for the issues that they had away, you know, and not all of them. I mean, I know a couple of people who don't go to therapy and mental issues. Yeah. Cause it, there's a lot of psychological issues there. You know, when I, when I was suffering anorexia, it was about control for me because I had horrible upbringing, you know, and I had no control over that, but I could control this thing, you know, and that, that's what it was all about. And I got help for that. And I don't deal with that to the extent that I did before. This, the, the thought processes can still be there when I'm under stress, but I don't act on it anymore because I know better, you know, <clears throat> but there's so much not paying attention to mental health about so many issues, including being morbidly obese or being trans or being anorexic or Toxically masculine, even. Yeah, going in and you know. shooting up after losing a video game. There's, there's, there are tons of psychological issues that the country's just not treating. And 
people like to say, oh, we champion mental health. We champion. No, you champion having mental illness. Yes, they do. I was you just don't going to champion say. having help for mental illness. That's not what anybody yes. is championing. You give in to people's fantasy land. I was just going to say that the, the, the evolution of technology also, unfortunately, has kept people uh, immature for their age. Mm-hmm. Sort of emotionally stunted or mentally stunted. You know, right. we're just so busy with, you know, watching my YouTube videos and playing my virtual reality games or whatever the hell we're doing and all mm-hmm. that stuff and falling into the entertainment pit or whatever, that people aren't bettering themselves. They say 30 is the new 20, and that's no joke. And now 40 is the new 25, and 50 is the new 30. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like people are waiting longer and longer and longer and longer to mature to their age. Well, the average video game player right now is like 33 years old. I believe it. Yeah, I totally I used to say when I was um, in my mid-20s and into my early 30s, I always had this philosophy that if people don't have their shit together by the time they're 30, they're not going to. And I've kind of amended that. I've had to amend it because there are some, like you just said, 30 is the new 20. And there are so many people who are 30 years old that they have no clue that's what that first decade of adulthood is for is figuring shit out so that when you hit 30 and you're like edging a little closer to middle age you're not going to be up a creek without a paddle you know and there are 30 40 year old people who have no paddle and no idea if they're facing north or south or what you know right and i think that that is sort of um, I, I, I think it is, it, I, I sort of think it's planned. Maybe that wasn't directly planned and what they weren't trying to keep people immature, but I think that it's definitely planned that they're trying to keep us distracted. Well, that's a conspiracy. Oh yeah. The distraction. I agree with it's like yeah. you with your like, conspiracy theories, you know, and now 45 year olds are worried about things that 21 year olds were worried about 50 years right. ago, you know, 40 and 50 year olds are using hashtag adulting. <laughs> oh my god, you've been at this for 20 years already. How don't you have this shit figured out? Hashtag adulting. Oh god. It's true though. I it's paid true. all my bills. Hashtag adulting. I'm 48. It's like, yeah, good job. You're supposed to, you know? It's like, <laughs> what are you talking I breathe about? air. I, I drink water. Uh, I pay my bills. Yeah. That's what you do. You're an adult. I mean, I'm not really mature. I'm drinking coffee at 9 p.m. I just had a cup of coffee, too. Yeah. I'm not. I like coffee at night. It actually, I end up falling asleep because of coffee at night. Mm. I have just a little cup. My dad dad has trouble sleeping, and Mm -hmm. he claims that sometimes he wakes up in the middle of the night, makes a cup of coffee, and then goes back to bed. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, blown away by that. I don't know. I couldn't do it. You get to have some really cool dreams. Yeah, I bet. All right. Well, that's pretty much all I got for tonight if you guys do I guess we should plug and I'll give one last little I guess not sales pitch but informational diarrhea as far as just hey we're on anchor and we're on that we are the shit we are the shit we are the shit uh but we are on the links in 
pretty much everywhere. It's on Facebook and it's on Twitter and it's on Instagram. We are anchor.fm slash illusions dash destroyed. You'll be able to find us on iTunes starting tomorrow and Spotify. Um, illusions destroyed. I already got all the episodes put up, so they're just uploading right now. So you'll be able to listen to everything from the beginning to now. Um, let's see. Follow us on Instagram. I got us over a hundred followers on there, guys. So we hit the awesome. hundred followers thing, and um, <laughs> like that, like that means anything. Uh, I just like seeing triple digits. I was and, just laughing because I was going to say, come, come follow us on Twitter. I got us over 25 followers. Yeah, we're a quarter of the way there. Five. We did it. But when I woke up yesterday, we only had like 11. That's so. true. We had, we did have 11, so. Um, but yeah, that's uh, at Illusions, D-E-S-T-R-1. So come follow us on Twitter. And engage with us, please. Please talk to us. Yes. We're so we lonely. Need you to talk to us. And then I want to just pitch this uh, idea to you guys while we're on air, but I want to, you know, get us going on either Patreon or some sort of donation thing. Um, the no agenda podcast that I listen to all the time has like this system where uh, if people give a certain amount um, each show, they get, you know, to say that they're producers, like we recognize them as uh, show producers. So for every show, if they have someone donate over $50, they are, uh, some sort of vice producer or some sort of assistant producer and then anything over a hundred dollars they get to be an executive producer and so we you know they mail out a little certificate and things like that but I think we should get I think we should do something like that yeah we got bills to pay man like if we're going to keep doing this hardcore we're going to have some bills to pay especially you know we can spend some time actually researching things in depth and get a really cool setup. I'd like to have a cool little backdrop. That'd be cool. And, you know, have a sweet camera going and be able to use my actual really, really nice mic and all of that stuff. So that's not, it's not cheap to get all of that. It's, you know, I'd like to have the soundboard going so we can have some cool sound effects mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of other things. So there's, there's a lot I want to do with this show. It's just, we right. don't have, and I mean, I mean, it's important to mention that any any money that was donated to us would not be going to buy, you know, economy-sized bags of M&M's. So yeah. It's going right, right back into the show to make it better. Yep. Right. And that's all we want to do. Yeah. We're dedicated. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're going to be at episode 10 on Thursday. And I'm, I, I told you guys this. I'm working on getting a guest. It's this girl out in California who runs this... Uh, organization that helps fight sex trafficking and more so focuses on the rehabilitation of women who have been in sex trafficking. So I figured that'd be something interesting. She'd have some things to teach us. Tasha, I figured you would enjoy having a conversation with her and seeing as Absolutely. that's probably sexist of me to assume that, you know, two women would automatically enjoy talking to one another, but I don't care. It's not, I mean, you know, not sexist. I enjoy having girl talk. It's sexist that you didn't say that about me. Look, all right. I'm sorry. I'm not going <laughs> to. Never again. I will never assume anything, any preferences. I'm just kidding. But, yeah. That's, I do enjoy having girl talk, though. It's kind of strange. That's, that's the show, I guess, though. Any last words? No, no last words for me. Nope. I got 
nine hours of driving tomorrow. So. Well, good luck, I got Chris. Nine hours of sleeping to get get going. Nice. Woo! <laughs> I can't remember the last time. Nice. We have a couple of more days to be able to sleep in. We we start school on Tuesday. So. Are you feeling better? Yeah, I'm feeling better now. Okay, it's good. Just a couple of days sometimes when those migraines hit. It's yeah. Pretty, pretty severe. Started on Friday and just God, had me out. Oh, wow. Yeah, doing better. So. Oh, did you? You had something you wanted to say though about the uh, the state fair, or not the state fair, but the uh, the Peter Pan looking lady, didn't you? Oh no, we can't talk about that right now. Okay. That. No, we can't talk about that. And he's not a lady. He's not a lady. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a a man lady. He's a man lady. Can we can we talk about it in the future, or are we off limits? Let's talk about it after November. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can feel better because he's local. I can feel better about it after gotcha. November when he loses, like, in a bad way. Okay. Gotcha. But let's just say, can I, can I say tranny on our show? Yeah, I don't think we'll be kicked off. If Nope. Facebook still has us on here. The algorithm hasn't picked it up yet. Tranny pirate? Yes, that's what it is. Yes. Tranny pirate. That's going to be the episode. The episode is going to be Tranny Pirate. Tranny Pirate in November. <laughs> Arg, matey. He's coming for your booty. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Well, good night, world. Uh, thanks for listening. And we will see you guys on outro music. <laughs>